Good evening and welcome to E-Bible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 12 from Revelation chapter 6. And we're going to be reading beginning in verse 9 through 11. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them, that they should rest yet for a little season, until their fellow servants also, and their brethren that should be killed as they were, should be fulfilled. Now once again, we know that the souls under the altar are true believers. They are God's elect that are covered by the atoning work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And God here is using this language or this picture of these souls crying out with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? That is, they have been slain, and they have died for the sake of the word of God, for the testimony which they held. And uh, they're a picture of those that have died physically, giving their life for the gospel, or they are a picture of those that have died spiritually for this very same reason, as they have been driven out of the churches and congregations. And and so they're crying out, How long, O Lord? Uh, They're asking a question. How long will it be? How long is it? O God, until the time when you judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth. Now, it so happens from our present vantage point, uh, where we are living in time, we, we are living at the time after the great tribulation. We are in those days after that tribulation, and we can answer this question that the souls under the altar are crying out. Uh, we we know that uh, the judgment on the churches began in May, May 21 to be exact, the day before Pentecost in the year 1988, and would continue for 23 full years and 8,400 days until May 21, 2011. And then judgment would transition and expand to include all the world. May 21, 2011 began Judgment Day on the world. And this entire period of time, from the beginning of the judgment on the churches up until now and and, uh, continuing until the last day of Judgment Day, This entire period of time is a response from God to the shed blood of his servants, the prophets. From Abel, the very first, unto Zacharias, who typifies the last. 
which occurs after 13,000 years of history, and all in between, the entire uh, company of God's elect who have died physically or spiritually for the sake of the gospel, their blood cries out to God in a sense, in a figure that God uses. That is, justice is required. There is a demand that justice be served as a result of their death and at the hands of the wicked of the world and the wicked of the church within the world. And and so God here is um, indicating that the, the time will come when he will judge and avenge their blood upon those that dwell on the earth. Now we, we read back in the book of Deuteronomy, in Deuteronomy chapter 32, it says, beginning in verse 41, If I wet my glittering sword, and mine hand take hold on judgment, I will render vengeance to mine enemies, and will reward them that hate me. I will make mine arrows drunk with blood, and my sword shall devour flesh, and that with the blood of the slain, and of the captives from the beginning of revenges upon the enemy. Rejoice, O ye nations, with his people, for he will avenge the blood of his servants, and will render vengeance to his adversaries, and will be merciful unto his land and to his people. Notice how God is referring to the blood of the wicked that uh, he will make his arrows drunk with blood and with the blood of the slain because the Bible says whoso shed man's blood um, will have his blood shed and they have shed the blood of God's servants. They have uh, taken the life of God's people and God will in turn require that their life be given. As it says in uh, Isaiah chapter 34, in Isaiah 34, which is a chapter um, discussing the, the final judgment of God, which comes at the end of time, in Isaiah 34, it says in uh, verse 3, Their slain also shall be cast out, and their stink shall come up, out of their carcasses, and the mountains shall be melted with their blood, and all the host of heaven shall be dissolved, and the heavens shall be rolled together as a scroll, and all their hosts shall fall down, as the leaf falleth off from the vine, and as a falling fig from the fig tree. For my sword shall be bathed in heaven. Behold, it shall come down upon Idumea, and upon the people of my curse to judgment. The sword of Jehovah is filled with blood. It is made fat with fatness and with the blood of lambs and goats, with the fat of the kidneys of rams. For Jehovah hath a sacrifice in Basra and a great slaughter in the land of Idumea. The Lord is uh, picturing Judgment Day as a time of great bloodletting. And actually, he uses this figure to describe the judgment on the churches as well. In Psalm 79, we see that picture, that 
the blood of God's people has been shed. And when God brings judgment, he will shed blood. And it's uh, the picture also in Revelation 14, when the Lord Jesus is coming on Judgment Day as the reaper to put in his sickle. And he casts the vine of the earth into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the blood overflows and comes out of the winepress for the space of 1,600 furlongs, which we understand uh, to be a reference to 1,600 days. And that is the time of the shedding of blood, the days of vengeance, where God is exacting revenge. He, He is avenging his servants upon all the unsaved that dwell upon the face of the earth. Now, in Revelation chapter 2, in Revelation 2, we read of Jezebel, and it says in verse 18, the the Lord is um, giving one of the addresses unto one of the seven churches, this the church of Thyatira, and in the address to the church of Thyatira, it says in verse 20, Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. And I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. Now, we can know from this language that Jezebel is being used as a figure of a fallen and apostate church at the time of the end, when judgment comes upon the churches during the Great Tribulation period. And and here, at the end of this address, God will uh, will say that, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. So we know without any question he is addressing the New Testament churches and congregations and calling them Jezebel. Now, he does this because historically Ahab was married to Jezebel. And Jezebel was a very wicked woman that killed the prophets of the Lord. She had them slain. She shed their blood. And we read in Second Kings chapter 9 that God has um, one of his prophets anoint Jehu. Now I'm going to read a few verses and then we'll see how this fits in with the vengeance of God. In Second Kings 9 verse 4, So the young man, even the young man the prophet, went to Ramoth-Gilead. And when he came, behold, the captains of the host were sitting. And he said, I have an errand to thee, O captain. And Jehu said, Unto which of all us? And he said, To thee, O captain. And he arose and went into the house. And he poured the oil on his head. And said unto him, Thus saith Jehovah God of Israel, I have anointed thee king, over the people of Jehovah, even over Israel. And thou shalt smite the house of Ahab thy master, that I may avenge the blood of my servants the prophets. 
and the blood of all the servants of Jehovah at the hand of Jezebel. For the whole house of Ahab shall perish, and it will cut off from Ahab him that pisseth against the wall, and him that is shut up and left in Israel. And and here uh, we really have a historical parable. This is true history. These things occur just as we read. And, and Jehu did proceed to very zealously slay the house of Ahab and Jezebel. He, he, uh, did an excellent job in performing the word of the Lord, in, uh, performing the task that God had assigned him to do. And the task that God had Jehu perform was extremely destructive. It it was a job for um, a, a captain, for a military man, because it involved killing. And this is uh, historically pointing to, on another level, in the deeper spiritual meaning, to the time when God will loose Satan and God will appoint Satan a task to destroy Jezebel. Jezebel, who uh, God likened to the New Testament churches and congregations in Revelation 2, has killed the prophets of God through her fornication and her seductive ways. And we can understand that to be a reference to those that teach um, things that are not true and faithful. They come with other kinds of gospels. And these things spiritually kill. So God is determined to avenge the blood of his servants at the hand of Jezebel, the New Testament church and congregations that have been unfaithful. And at, after giving space to repent of the entire church age, which worked out to be 1955 years, he cast her into a bed and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation. The judgment commenced uh, upon the house of God and the great tribulation began. And so Jehu is a type of Satan. As Satan also very zealously went about doing the will of God in destroying the church, in destroying Jezebel. And this is something that Satan can do in a in a excellent way because he is in essence destruction. He is um very very good at at bringing death and destruction. And and so God gave him this task and God was destroying the church because they had dared to drive out his people with their false doctrine, with their false gospels, these uh, spiritual fornications against the word of God, drove God's people from the congregations, and and thereby spiritually, uh, uh, as God regards it, they killed them. And now God, in bringing judgment on the church by the loosing of Satan 
is bringing vengeance. He is avenging the blood of all the servants that were killed at the hands of Jezebel throughout the entire church age. And and so God uh, speaks of the judgment on the churches as a time of vengeance. In Luke chapter 21, we read, beginning in verse 20, And when ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst of it depart out. And let not them that are in the countries enter therein too. For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. And, and, and not only the judgment on the churches are the days of vengeance, but the judgment on the world as well. And that's where Babylon comes in. As Babylon is, is used as the figure of the kingdom of Satan. And the king of Babylon as a type of Satan. And just as Jehu, uh, went, um, in, in a very eager way to destroy, um, the house of Ahab and Jezebel, which were corporately identified as the people of God, so too did King Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon his kingdom. They also were commissioned. And God says of Nebuchadnezzar, he is my servant, because God utilized him to destroy Judah and Jerusalem and and to, again, uh, destroy the um, professed people of God who, in turn, destroyed God's prophets and drove them out as we see how they mishandled and uh, did evilly to Jeremiah the prophet. And it, that wasn't the first instance. They had done that throughout the centuries. They had, uh, they had slain the Lord's people. And in response, God raised up the Babylonians and Nebuchadnezzar to slay them. They had shed the blood of God's prophets, so God had their blood shed at the hands of the Babylonians. But, however, the Lord also will bring Babylon into judgment for daring to put forth their hand against the Lord's anointed, for those that profess to be the people of God, for the church that is called the Church of Christ. And in Revelation chapter 18, we read uh, concerning the judgment that came on the world on May 21 uh, in 2011. It says in Revelation 18, in verse 20, Rejoice over her, thou heaven, and ye holy apostles and prophets, for God hath avenged you on her. This is Babylon. Babylon came into judgment after the 70-year period in which God used them to bring judgment on his people of Judah. And then the Lord raised up the Medes and the Persians historically 
and they conquered Babylon. Well, likewise, that seven-year period typified the Great Tribulation, following the Lord's use of Satan over the 23-year judgment on the churches, as God uh, allowed him to enter in as the man of sin and take his seat in the temple. Then, after that judgment was complete, and he had performed the mission or role that God had given him to do, then God immediately judged Satan and his kingdom of Babylon and took vengeance upon them. Because in Babylon, as it says in verse 24 of Revelation 18, and in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints and of all that were slain upon the earth. Looking at it uh, from the perspective throughout time, and and how uh, Satan, the king, uh, over the churches, and now the churches were part of Babylon, and and God just views uh, Satan and his kingdom as one kingdom of Babylon. That now it is time to bring the final and complete judgment upon them. Well, also in Isaiah 34, where we read a couple of verses earlier, in verse 8, and we didn't read this verse, but we'll read it now, Isaiah 34, verse 8, it says, For it is the day of Jehovah's vengeance and the year of recompenses for the controversy of Zion. Here, God is indicating that the the whole judgment, the complete judgment of God upon sinful man has to do with Zion. It's a controversy of Zion. And when we look at it, well, that's, uh, that is how it, it works out. God judged uh, the churches and congregations because they shed the blood of his people. And he raised up Satan to do so, and, and Satan's emissaries. Then God judges Satan and his emissaries because they shed the blood of the corporate people of God. It works out to be a two-part judgment, or two stages. Judgment begins upon the house of God, we read in First Peter 4.17 and then transitions on to the world. And we have noticed how God's judgment on the churches was over a period of 23 years, which works out to an exact 8,400 days. And now we have learned there's a good possibility that the judgment on the world will be a total duration of 1,600 days. And... And that fits very well because 8,400 plus 1,600 days equals 10,000 days of judgment or vengeance upon the unsaved of the world in the church and out of the church. And, and t- the number 10 or 10,000 points to completeness of whatever is in view. And this would have in view the complete vengeance of God upon those that shed the blood of his people and the complete wrath of God poured out. 
And, and that's why the verse in Isaiah 34, 8 is so interesting, where it says it is the day of Jehovah's vengeance and the year of recompenses for the controversy of Zion. Now, recompense is, is, um, it, it's responding in kind. That is, you have shed the blood of my people and as as a response, I will shed your blood. That is the recompense of the judgment of God. And in Second Thessalonians chapter 1, it says in verse 6, seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. And to you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And here we see recompense, recompensing tribulation and taking vengeance. It is language of judgment day. And Isaiah 34, 8 is describing the day of the Lord, for it is the day of Jehovah's vengeance and the year of recompenses for the controversy of Zion. Now, we understand why it says the day of Jehovah's vengeance, because God often refers to judgment day singular, even though in actuality judgment day is a prolonged period of time. And we've discussed this before. We we know that God... Uh, reserves this, this privilege to himself to speak of a day and, and yet assign a longer period of time to it. Uh, we, we saw that in Hebrews 3 when he refers to the day of temptation in the wilderness and then immediately, um, he, he, uh, says it was 40 years long. So there's no problem with our understanding that. But why does God also call it the year of recompenses? That would be uh, basically uh, recompenses as a synonym for vengeance. The year of vengeance. The, the year of taking vengeance. Why a year as well as the day of Jehovah? Well, we can understand this when we realize that God's judgment is two stages the judgment first at the house of God, the churches, and then the expansion of the judgment from the church exclusively to widen and include the whole world and all the unsaved in it. And and that's why 8400 plus 1600 fits so well. It's the complete judgment of God. Complete on all the unsaved and complete in duration. Well, now we also find that God likens the Great Tribulation to a period of seven months. You can read about that in the book of First Samuel. And when, when the ark was taken captive by the Philistines and kept in the land of the Philistines for seven months. And also God likens the period of judgment day on the world to five months. From May 21, 2011, until the last day of this time period is spiritually or figuratively referred to as five months. 
and now we we understand. Now we realize why God speaks of a year of recompenses, the day of vengeance, the year of recompenses. Remember, Luke 21 said, these are the days of vengeance. And vengeance began at the house of God. Vengeance transitioned to all the world. Seven months was the figure for the Great Tribulation. Five months, the figure for the judgment on the world, totaling 12 months of judgment, 12 months of vengeance, 12 months or one year of recompenses. And and so we can answer the question of the souls under the altar raise. How long, holy and true, does thou... Uh, judge and avenge our blood? And the answer is, there will come a year of vengeance, and that year it is well underway. We have almost come to the completion of God's year of wrath. 